the one position group that truly has an immense amount of talent and depth in the 2023 NFL draft is cornerback, defensive back, safeties included. So how do they rank? Who's tier one, tier two? Who should you know? What do they do? And what do they need to improve on? Are these guys scheme dependent? We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, guys, I can't talk about championship things, rings, or anything else without having my boy, Mr. SEC at LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. It's the Locked On NFL Draft. Let's get locked in, DP, man. We're three, four days away from the NFL Draft, man. You know what we're doing, man. We're going through our positional rankings. Last week, we did the offense, right? But now we got to go to the defensive side of the football, and we're starting with those cornerbacks, man. Well, the defensive backs in total, we're going to do the first two segments. We're going to go cornerbacks. Then the last segment, we're going to talk about some safeties, man, that's been fairly underrated in this draft class of DP. Man, we're going to go one through five. You're going to read off your list. I'm going to read off my list. We don't know what the list look like. We may agree. We may disagree on some things, but that's why we're here to talk them through with you guys, man. So, DP, why don't we get started? Before we get started, DP, why don't you read them with one of our sponsors, man? Yes, sir. Uh, this episode today is brought to you by BetterHelp. Guys, Understand some BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Keith, you said it. The first five, the top five of our top 10 top quarterback rankings, man. And a lot of this is due to the grades that we have when we graded these players uh, th- during the draft cycle. So, number one, of course, my boy down in Oregon, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback. Uh, number two is cornerback out of Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. Number three, Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Number four, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. And number five, Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Okay, we have some. There we go. That's why we do this, right? Because we have a disagreement right off the top, man. Well, I went Christian Gonzalez one. I went Devin Witherspoon two, but I went Keely Ringo three. And I know a lot of people are going to talk about Keely Ringo because he, quote unquote, got Cook versus Marvin Harrison Jr. Things like that. But listen, man, I'm buying into the tool set, man. I'm buying into the guy that runs a 4-3, jumps 40 inches. You put him in a specific scheme. He's going to thrive a DP. That's Keely Ringo, man. But there's there's Devin Witherspoon is who I want to talk about because there's been a lot of talk about him, but this is the first time I got eyes on him. I was able to really jump into his film, and I came away with question marks that I wasn't expecting to come away with. I I view this now as Christian Gonzalez one and then a little bit of a gap. And then I get to Devin Witherspoon. That's how I kind of see this, DP, because when I watch Witherspoon, listen, you see a highly active, explosive, short area, short area range athlete that's a physical tackler will come downhill. But 
DP, listen, when we're talking about cornerbacks, man, I'm not drafting my cornerbacks because they're the best tacklers on the team. Point blank, period. I saved that time and time again. I need you to be able to cover it. And what I see with Witherspoon is that there's still some area and room for development when you're talking about just putting him one-on-one, playing man-to-man. If he's on the backside of a, you know, the formation with the XY receiver, then I don't, I'm not 100% comfortable with putting him in that situation day one. No, I, I I know exactly, you know, how you feel. And, I, and I, I see the same things you see, Keith. We talked about him recently, and it's just the fact that this young man is kind of, you know, he, he I think that there's much upside for him in man-to-man coverage um, as well as zone. I think that versatility with him. And That's what I see him you, you talk about the tackling, and, and I think it was a, I think it was a prime. You know, Coach Prime said that uh, your shoulders are made for Hall of Fame jackets, not the tackle or something like that. I'm, I've seen, I'm I remember good. seeing a quote like that, <laughs> and it was one of the craziest quotes. It was like, oh, you know, that kind of makes sense. I got to get what you're saying, Prime. Prime wasn't the tackling himself; but he was one of the best cover corners of all time. But Devin Witherspoon, I agree with you though. With with his tackling ability, I think the value is much more. It's greater in off coverage and zone where you play him off ball. I say give him like a, you know, give the receiver five yards of cushion, especially with so much RPO, um, you know, usage in the in the league right now. Keith, the glance routes, the quick hitters, smoke screen stuff like that. A guy like Devin Witherspoon who can kind of bait quarterbacks into taking those throws so that he can then play safety and knock your receiver, you know, knock their block off a little bit and really, you know, bring, you know, he has that, you know, and you know the phrase, right? Like separate ball from body on those glance routes, those slant routes, those quick end breakers, him playing from depth to be able to trigger down to then play physical and strike in the low, in the mid region of the, of the body of the receiver to separate and dislodge the ball rather than putting them in close proximity of press man to man. And his technique isn't truly refined right now. It's something that can be improved. But again, I think like his best ball right now is playing a more off coverage. So Keith, I like that. And, and, and you know, I want to, I, I love the fact that you gave, you know, we both stuck to what it is and, and with Keely Ringo and you not, you know, neither one of us allow anyone to change our perception on players. We watch the tape. We see what's coachable and what's not coachable, what's fixable and what's not. Right. With Keith Ringo, he's still one of the best corners in this class, man. Because at the end of the day, Keith, because I remember I called you after I went through some of these corners. I had already watched Keeley back in January. So I got to Porter. I got to Brents. I got those companies. I'm like, bro, like the same things they talk about with Keeley Ringo as being negatives. These dudes had the same issues. It's yeah, the same okay. so, so let's 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 pivot the conversation and jump straight into it, right? Because I went Keely Ringo three, then I went Emmanuel Forbes, and then I went Joey Porter Jr. five, right? So, like from this conversation, you can derive like Keely Ringo and Joey Porter. I, I, like the way it's looked, right? Keely Ringo got like he got beat in the national spotlight, right? So you're talking about semi-national championship game, XYZ. So everybody see this, right? But when you watch Joey Porter Jr., and you watch his technique and, and what he does, it's some of the same issues, right? Like it, it's some of the same exact things. So some of the same issues that, that Keeley has, Joey Porter has, right? And then you talk yeah. about the ball skill situation. And I can't blame everything for Joey Porter because I think he was towards the bottom as far as um, being targeted, right? Like like the quarterback targeting wide receivers that he was covering. But there were, you know, you, you wish that you had more than I think one interception over the past two years so I can buy into the ball skills. So with Joey Porter Jr., I had him coming in at number five. And this is with this, man. I, I, I grouped Keely Ringo. I grouped Joey Porter Jr. into that group of guys that I just simply think they're best suited right now in cover three schemes, right? So you put them on the, the Sauce Gardner kind of, you know, the route, you know, the Tariq Tariq Woolen. 
Yeah, Tariq Willen, those type of things. And, and if you do that, you should be able to get immediate high-level play. Now, if, you, if you're in one of these teams that's blitz-heavy, right, like you talk about possibly the New York Giants where they're going to blitz a lot and then they're going to play man-to-man on the back end, just lock up, then I'm kind of nervous, right, because both of these guys have opportunities to give up big players. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was one of the big takeaways that when I started ranking my board, like I said, from the top was Christian Gonzalez. I think he's the most complete corner. Then you get the Devin Witherspoon. I really like how fluid and explosive he is in tackling. But like I said, I don't care if my cornerback is not the best tackler in the world. I just need you to be willing. Just get in the way, right? Just slow the wide receiver down, slow the linebacker down, and if, I mean slow the running back down. And if we have like good pursuit players on our defense, they should be there, right? So that that's my thing with cornerbacks tackling. Um, and then like you said, we we kind of agree with Keely Ringo being in the top five. Um, did you have Emmanuel Forbes in your top five? No, he's in the very next tier. I had Deontay Banks over uh over Forbes because I really really like Banks. You know, okay, well I, let's I really like Banks. Well, let's do this, man. We're about to trans- transition into segment two. We already kind of gave a, a snippet up to the conversation of Emmanuel Forbes, Deontay Banks. So coming up next, man, into our next segment, we're going to get into these uh, quarterback rankings six through ten and then talk about those next tier of guys. We were talking about Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State and you're talking about Deontay Banks from Maryland. This show is brought to you by Better Help. Guys, listen, I can tell you right now, I am an advocate for mental health and going to see, seek counseling and therapists. I worked in the mental health field myself. It really can help you just learn more about yourself, right? You're not just your strengths. I think we all know about your strengths, but it helps you learn about your weaknesses. And I, I've been under, you know, I've, I've seen th- uh, therapists and counselors in my past as well as working in that field. And it's, it's such a big help to you guys. I'm telling you, you know, the benefits of being able to share and feel free to share your experience and have someone just with no bias to be able to talk to you. With BetterHelp, they, you, you actually have the ability to not just you know, start therapy, but instead of going into an office, BetterHelp allows you to, it's convenient. You can do it online. You can do it from home. You know, it's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Guys, all you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So at the end of the day, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Cornerback 6 through 10, Keith. But before we get into that, you, you, we, we just kind of talked about Deontay Banks, right? And I'm going to tell you, Keith, when I watched this, and he was a guy in your region. I remember when a lot of the buzz came out, I asked him, like, Keith, this is, one of your, this is one of the guys in your region. Let me know you get eyes on him. You came back like, man, I like this kid. Like, I like, yeah. I like his makeup. I like everything. I, I like what he's, he brings. He's a late, I guess you say a late bloomer, right, in the draft Bro, process. And I've got eyes. Like, hold on. We got us one. <laughs> Listen, and, and I'll turn on the tape, man. The physicality, six foot, um, I think it's around 200 pounds, explosive athlete, four three six, I believe, in the 40. You know, G- explosive in terms of his vertical and his jumps. But just the physicality he plays with impressed man coverage, Keith. And, and I loved his – anytime you have a guy that's athletic as Deontay Banks, he understands that I can play trail technique and not have to panic. Where other guys who are more four five four four five to four five five type of athletes, right? Where that's still fast, you can't play trail unless you got a safety over the top because you don't have the recovery speed to stick with some of these guys. And when you run in a legit sub four four mid four threes, you can get back in phase 
and you can kind of manipulate and bait quarterbacks into throws. And you rarely see this young man get beat vertically in the passing game, Keith. I like his footwork, be able to mirror and match guys. And like I said, for a guy that's not 215 pounds or anything like that, he's not. he doesn't have 35-inch arms. When he gets his hands on guys, when he boxes at the line of scrimmage, oh, you feel that. Like, he, he's real physical, too, Keith, in press coverage, man. I think that he can play some zone, but I think he's a pure a pure press man type of corner. Yeah, I like him. So the reasons so I'll read off, because he was still part of your top five, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to transition into six through ten for me. And I had uh, – give me one second as I pull, pull it up. I'm trying to count three, four, five. I had Cam Smith. Then I went Deontay Banks. Then I went Julius Brents. Then I went DJ Turner. And then I finished up with Keechel Clark. So I had Deontay Banks on this list. He came in at seven for me. And I'll talk about what can, what's partly my concern, right? And for me, it was just identifying the football in the air, right? Like that was the thing. Like when he got down to like the, you know, what you would say, the catch point, the contested mm-hmm. situation, I didn't always feel like he got his head around in time. And then there's also times for me, like you talked about his speed, that he would be in phase, but he was still panic enough. And he, I thought he was real grabby at that moment, right? And in, in college, right? That's a 15-yard penalty. But in the NFL, spot foul. That's a, yeah, that, that can be 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. So that's something that he definitely can improve on. I'll tell you that who he reminded me of. He remind he remind Deontay Banks remind me of Kair Elam from last year. That that's who he reminds me because they're both bigger body, you know, bigger body corners. They're thick throughout. They have good speed. Um, you know, you watch them in the press man situations, they appear to have pretty good technique. Like I said, the only difference for me was with Kair to Deontay was that I thought that Kair was much more patient when the ball was in the air. And you've seen it, right? I think Kair Elam had two interceptions this past year as a rookie, right? Like playing for the Buffalo Bills or playing high-level football. So Deontay Banks, that's the last thing that I want to see him improve on. But, man, this is a guy, like you said, you can put him in a man-to-man situation. So I'll read off my 6 through 10 again, then you can read off yours. So I went Cam Smith cornerback from South Carolina. Then I went Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Then I went Julius Brents, was one of the more polarizing names in this draft from Kansas State. Then I went under the radar guy, DJ Turner from Michigan, a guy that ran a 4-2-6. Then I finished up all the way under the radar, but I know you guys heard me talk about him already. Louisville cornerback, Keytrail Clark. Yeah, just real quick on you know everything you said about Banks, 100, I 100% agree. He gets in phase, he stays in phase. His panic comes when not, like I said, not locating the ball. And it's just something where it's like, as a cornerback coach, you got to teach him, bro, read the eyes and the hands of the quarter, other receivers, right? When you're in phase, read them to know, okay, listen, he's turning around, he's looking back, his hands are, are, are rising up. Then now, if you're hip to hip, you're chest to chest, and you're squeezing to the sideline, you got to turn and look for the ball because then you can start making plays, whether it's pass deflection or interception. But my uh, 6 through 10, uh, coming in at number 6, I got Cam Smith as well. I have Julius Brents. Emmanuel Forbes, DJ Turner, and Keytrail Clark. So it's, it's it's we have the same names, just the order is yeah. just a little different. But you know, I, I'm happy to see my boy DJ Turner get love, Keith, because you know I've been on him, you know, talking about him since the summer. You know, what I mean, well, no one really looked at that Michigan secondary and talked about the high-level play that he had put on film in 2021 and then to compound it with high-level tape this year as well. And I, I dare to say that some people may think it's a hot take, Keith. And I think he's arguably in the top three in terms of pure man-to-man ability in this class. Well, no, I, I don't disagree with that, and I'm glad you went there because I wanted to talk about that, especially 
with this class, right? So I think it's important to talk to our listeners when we talk about, you know, cover three versus man-to-man corners. And that's what a lot of this class is. And I, and I want people to understand that, listen, like this is a good cornerback class, but make sure that your general manager is drafting the right cornerback for your scheme. Because if you put some of these guys like a, a Julius Brents, and we talked about Keely Ringo, Joey Porter, um, you know, that those are three of the, the more polarizing names that can go really high in this draft. And they can perform really well, but make sure they're in the right scheme. Now you talk about our man-to-man corners, right? We talked about Christian Gonzalez, right? Um, Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that we think can play, you know, play man-to-man and play pretty well. Cam Smith, the cornerback from South Carolina, nobody talks about, but he definitely has the quick twitch and the fluid hips to be a man-to-man corner. Then you fall on DJ Turner um, from Michigan, right, who's another good corner. And DP, I I had no choice. I don't know why I kept thinking about this guy because DJ Turner is is kind of undersized, right? He's 5'11", 175 pounds, so not very big for a corner. And then, you know, obviously people are going to talk about the tackling thing and once again, I'm just getting away. That's all I care about, getting away. Um, but he reminds me, and I'm, I don't know why I keep blanking on his name, man, of the cornerback from Washington last year that I believe he went to the Chiefs in the first round. I'm, I'm blanking. Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. And I think Trent was a much more physical player, but everybody wondered if Trent McDuffie would go in the first round because his measurables. I think he had really short arms. Um, he ran okay. Right. And in height, I think he would might have been 5'11 also. Like he definitely wasn't six foot. He might have even been 5'10. But I use that as kind of a, a parameter of if this could possibly be a first round player. And looking at DJ Turner, he ran much faster. He's 5'11. Yes, he's not the biggest guy, but can you play man to man with him and get away with it? And the answer is yes. So that's why I had DJ Turner and then Keetra Clark, like you said, man, just another guy. I, I just like the guy, man. He, he's just competitive. He's just a football player, man. <laughs> No, he, he he's a good football player, man. He's willing to, to to come in and we talk about tackling. Like you don't have to be the most sound tackler, but when I look at Keisha Clark, I see a sound tackler. Even though he's not the biggest guy on the yeah, field, he man, he has just that he 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 plays with that dog mentality. Like sometimes guys are we label them as dogs because they chirp a lot. You know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. You could be a dog, but if you just chirping, that means you're a chihuahua because chihuahuas don't got no 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 right. bark to the you know they don't got no no bite to the bark. But you know when I, when you actually play like it, Keetra has you know not just the bark, but he bites back as well. So I really like what he brings to the table. Fluid guy, I think another guy that's really good in man coverage, footwork, smooth transitions, you know everything. That's what DJ Turner brings as well, and he can play inside and out. He can play man to man coverage in the slot as a nickel defender, which some people are gonna you know label him as because of his height and weight and, and and arm length. But either way, man, you get yourself a high level football player that started to make plays on the football more, whether it was recovering fumbles, forcing fumbles, or just picking the ball off. Keith, he started to make more plays on the football this year, and and, and typically when you stay in phase that you're going to be around the football in coverage now it's all up to you to make the right plays on it so i think this is a, a young man that no one really wants to they don't really talk about a lot but i, I love him and of course you know you talked about manuel forbes he's one of my guys too um another one he, he's he's a little bit of a gambler oh, uh, i think yeah. you know ball hawk gambler marcus peters type where it's like all right trayvon diggs s where it's like all right now you know you gotta you know you gotta rein in a little bit but i love the way he plays he plays tough yes he's you know, people look at his size. Yeah, he's skinny, but he, he don't mind throwing. Listen, he knows how to chop a big tree down. If you cut, if you're your ball carrier or receiver, he's gonna take your legs out in terms of tackling. And he's got tremendous ball skills. 
Yeah, no, I agree, man. And I think that like this cornerback class, like we talked about, is is a is a really, really, you know, it's it's a deep class, right? But we said it, it it's it, it needs to be very specific on, yeah. you know, just just where they kind of, you know, where they go, right? Like this is not they're 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 not a bunch of scheme transcended type of cornerbacks, man. And you talked about Emmanuel Forbes, really good football player. You know, he kind of reminded me of DP a little bit watching him. This is a throwback name, man. And and I think Raider fans are going to be a lot more happy when I say this than Eagles fans. Namdi Asamoah a little mm. bit on ball skills. Like like just like the ball that. skills, Namdi was a little bit, you know, he was kind of thin. He played off coverage a lot, kind of a zone corner, take some chances, do some different things. So he reminds me of Namdi Asamoah. Just a, I don't know why that name kept popping in my head when I watched him. But look, DP, man, we wrapped up the corners. We talked cornerback play, but this is what we're going to do. This safety class, man. Nobody's talking about the safeties, and we're going to throw out some names. We're not going to even rank them, but we're going to throw out some names because who knows? Like, we may be starting in the third round or second round, probably, before we see our first safety. But, man, there are some guys that, you know, if you need a specific role field on the back end of your defense, they can't do that. So, man, coming up next, we're going to talk about these safeties, throw out a couple names that people should definitely know about heading into the 2023 NFL draft. Keith, safeties are they, – this is an ever-changing position because for a long time, Keith, it was, you know, back in the earlier days when we were younger, it was, man, you wanted those heavy hitters. You wanted the, the haze of the world. Those those guys were going to knock your heads off, and then as the rules started to change, then teams started looking for the Ed Reeds, the Earl Thomases, right, the, the Malik Hookers where – Hey, I need me a free a free safety that can cover sideline to sideline. I need that that four three type of range and instincts to cover the whole back end when we play in cover cover one type of coverages. But now it's about a lot of hybrids, Keith. And this class has a lot of guys that really fit that mold. Yeah, I agree. I, and so you talk about the back end of the defense, DP. I don't know if they have that guy. I don't. I don't know if we're talking about a guy that's, you know, playing the one-eye situation and he's just roaming the field and he, he's covering sideline to sideline. I don't know if that's this guy. Like, even when we talk about safety like Brian Branch, who everyone knows, this is more of a lower hole player. But yeah. So I, I think everyone knows about Brian Branch safety from Alabama. What I want to do is, is talk about a couple other guys. And I'm going to immediately start with his teammate. And I'm going to talk about Alabama safety, Jordan Battle. When you're talking about another low-hole player, um, he does the same exact things, in my opinion, that Brian Branch does. I, what happened was they flipped positions. Jordan Battle moved back to the free safety position, so he was away from the ball. Brian Branch moved closer to the line of scrimmage, so they kind of swapped positions. But if you go back to the 2021 film, you will see Jordan much more active. He had a pick six against Mississippi State. you see a guy that has some ball skills. So if you're looking for a strong safety, Jordan, and Jordan is a bigger body also. He's 6'1", 200-plus pounds. They ran the same 40 time. Uh, so if you're looking for a bigger body, I think Jordan Battle would be that guy if you're looking for like a strong safety S type football player. So what, what guy do you have just kind of, you know, name that you want to put out there for people to watch? Oh man, I, I, I would, I would really stick, you know, stick my neck out for, for uh, Jamie Robinson from Florida state, Keith, uh, uh, uh athletic kid, versatile. I really, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, the young man from Baylor last year, Jalen Petrie, who went to the Houston Texans where you could play him in two high safety looks. You can walk him up into the nickel. He can play against, you know, man-to-man against tight ends. He can help you in the run game as well. He can blitz, you know, as a free runner, right, when you want to really send the extra defender from the secondary and help you disguise coverages. And he's a smart kid, too. I, I like his instincts as well, Keith. And it's just I, I wonder why he doesn't have a, a, 
just more discussion or discourse around him and his draft and when it comes down to this 2023 NFL draft. But I just, listen, you know my slogan, the more you can do, the more you can do, the more time I can put you on the field, the more plays you can, that you, you earn, and just the more creativity and flexibility you give me as a defensive play caller where you think about Adrian Phillips, right, safety that played for the, for the New England Patriots. When it be on third downs, Keith, because he was such a good tackler, not not and, and paired that with his athleticism being the DB, they would pull an extra linebacker off the field and make him a big dimebacker. And he's in the middle of the defense, sitting there just in case, especially playing against a Josh Allen, right? You know what I mean? You're dealing with a mobile quarterback, or you got Tua Tungavaloa and that and those, and those that that RPO and glance game that they run in Miami. <clears throat> And then all you know the different bevy of weapons that new, that the uh, Jets have. You you have a guy that can play in the nickel, or you can play him inside. You know between the hashes and let him kind of, especially against running backs too. When you're dealing with running backs, as we see now, so prevalent to get these guys in the passing game. Yeah, a lot of these linebackers, you know, they're not really that skilled or either athletic enough to play man to man. But the Jamie Robinson, similar to Adrian Phillips and Jalen Petrie, they can cover these all these uh, just a bevy of positions, man. And I love that 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 um, that skill set, and I I just love that flexibility that it's going to give me as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through some more names. I'm gonna read off probably about four names, and we'll just pick one or two to talk about, right? So I'm gonna talk, start with Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois. Right. Then I'm going to do Christopher Smith, safety from Georgia. I'm going to do Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. What, and, and I also I throw in Jay Ward, safety from LSU. Which one of those guys jump off to you? It's like, man, as a guy like, OK, I, I, I like what I can possibly get from him. Oh, man. Christopher Smith, my, my boy down in Georgia. Yeah, man. I, I, I like you know, I really love I really love his tape. Um, Keith, this is a young man. You could tell he's a, he's studious. He's a student of the game. You know, I mean, you go back to back week one openers in college football for them. And he had a pick on the same exact route, two different opponents. They tried him with the same concept, Keith, and he picked both quarterbacks off. 2021, it was DJ Uvert in Clemson. This year it was Bo Nix in Oregon. It was the exact That's same play same. call. And they yeah. ran it for whatever reason. I don't know why Oregon ran it again after seeing what he did to DJU and Clemson. You know what I mean? But it's just you see that this young man is so smart, so instinctive, and he's always around the ball. He is an undersized guy. He's not the biggest, doesn't have the greatest length, right? Yeah, but he I'm plays saying, physical. He yeah, plays I, I've, physical, seen, man. I've seen enough of him, DP, where I'm kind of like throw that out, right? Like right, I, I may right. not take him in the first round and maybe not the – the, the, the second round, right? But when I draft them, maybe back in the second to early third, I feel good about them. I and mean, I text you, DP. Remember, I was, I was, th- I was mm-hmm. talking about it. I'm like, I'm getting Carl Joseph, yeah. Von Bell, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, with, with like those type of vibes from him because he's not athletic testing through the roof. He's not the biggest guy, but you he throws his body around. He's physical in his approach, right? And he has some ball skills that you see. So I think essentially this is a guy you either gonna put him at free safety or he's gonna play some man to man in a nickel and show up against the run. And you like him in those situations. So the, uh, he's definitely a good football player. And I think he's a guy that you talk about the instincts, all of the things. I'm I'm expecting him to play early on for a football team, man. So now I, I, I thought he was definitely somebody we can highlight. Then we talk about, like we said, we have Jay Ward, safety from LSU, someone that's that's going to show up. I want to talk about this guy, DP, Quad Martin, a guy that everyone's talking about. I, I see the buzz about him is picking up. It's kind of a hybrid football player. How do you feel about Quad? 
Man, I, I like him, man. You know, uh, over from Illinois. Illinois had so many studs in that back end of that secondary. It's incredible. But, like, you know, you know, I think it's Jark Queen. Jartavius. Tavius. But, like, you know, with him, man, he's well built. Um, good instincts and man-to-man coverage can play up high in terms of two high safety looks. Good athleticism. I think he jumped 44 inches in the vertical. Explosive young man, Keith. But he will come down and hit. He's good in zone. I like him in man-to-man coverage as well as a nickel defender. I think he gives you the ability to cover tight ends as well. I think this is a player that, while his ceiling may not, because he's played a lot of football, so he may be already kind of tapped in or capped in in terms of his ceiling. But his floor to me, to me, his floor is high. And you get him on day two, whether it's third round, you know what I mean? You you select him. I think he could be a day one starter for a football team. Okay, hey, that and that, that's a big deal, right? And you think about a guy like Kirby Joseph who came from, was it Syracuse last year? He came from Syracuse. But you've seen how he was able to really turn it on, and he was a name that went fairly unknown. I see some of the same potential from uh from Jartavius Martin, man. So I'm going to throw out one other name, you know, two names for me, right? I want to give – I want to give credit to Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois, another high-level competitor. Reminds me of Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine Winfield Jr. played on a Super Bowl-winning team with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's explosive, quick twitch. Man, that film versus Sam Laporta was a hell of a matchup. Like, go go check it out. Classic matchup, man. Watch that, watch that game. And then take it back to the cornerbacks real quick. I want to throw one out, one honorable mention name out there, man. Cornerback from South Carolina. Darius Rush, yes, man. Yes. And that, that's it. That's my DBs, man. Well, I, I love it. You know, guy that, that really stole the show down in Mobile Key. So I'm all with it, man. I'm all with it, guys. We appreciate y'all, as always, for making Locked On NFL Jeff your first listen every day. Not just every day, but Monday through Friday, man. We appreciate that for all the everydayers. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, as always. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to get podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Again, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today. Tomorrow, we're going to get into those edge rushers and breaking down that position, guys. So stay tuned for that. And for Keith Sanchez on Twitter, you can find him at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.